Welcome to Get the Balance Right, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs who challenge the status quo. I'm your host, Heather Zeitzwolf, and I'm on a mission to help and inspire visionaries to grow their firms with a keen focus on their triple bottom line. Join me for conversations with purpose-driven leaders, business disruptors, CEOs, and renegades in digital media, marketing, advertising, and design. Hey, everybody, this is Heather Seitzolf, and this is Get the Balance Right podcast, and it is 2021. Woohoo! We made it. Yes. Very exciting. This is episode 30, and I am joined by Maria and Andres from Greenmo. Greenmo is a green digital marketing agency. Okay, so you may be wondering, what does green marketing even mean? Well, sometimes it's called environmental marketing or eco-marketing. Sounds pretty cool, right? You can get behind that. Well, according to Greenmo's blog, it refers to the marketing of products or services that promote sustainability and environmental benefits. So as some businesses commit to produce safe or sustainable products, other green companies work towards reducing their carbon footprint. Greenmo focuses on environmentally conscious solutions for its clients, whether through digital marketing or helping them to be a more eco-conscious business. For Marie and Andres, Greenmo's approach to marketing is not just about promoting green products. It's also about encouraging the public to lower their environmental impact. I have to say this approach to marketing is very inspiring. On the podcast this year, 2021, I will be featuring more agencies that are working with their clients to make a better impact on the world. I've got some really exciting guests lined up, so keep tuning in. But to give a shout out to some of my prior guests, if you haven't listened to episode 17 with Charlotte Chipperfield, I'd recommend that you check it out. She is the founder of Chipperfield Media, who takes a holistic approach to marketing while utilizing purpose to drive content. She was the inspiration behind me putting together my core values that I have read on the show. Also, There's episode 11 with Tom and Mary Ann from Benefit Corporations for Good. They were both marketers that collaborated on the book, 25 Building Blocks to Create a Conscious Organization. They went on to develop a certification program for purpose-driven businesses, which I'm a proud member of. Thanks, guys, at Benefit Corporations for Good. All right, are you ready to kick off 2021? Here is my conversation with Maria and Andres from Greenmo. Welcome to another episode of Get the Balance Right Podcast. Today I am joined by Maria and Andres from Greenmo. Hey guys. Hey. Welcome. Now Maria usually is living in Moscow, but she's joining us from Spain, which is super cool. And Andres is in New York City. Is that where you're located? Yes, yes I am. Please tell the audience a little bit about yourselves. We'll start with Andres. Can you tell the audience a little bit about your background and then we'll go into your company after that? Yeah, that sounds like a plan, Heather. Born and raised in Colombia, came to the U.S. at the age of 10, and I major in music and film. After that, I went to sales, and you know how it is sometimes, you don't really end up doing your own career. But I must say that degree in music and film has really helped me shape what we do at Grimo when it comes to, for example, perspective of creation and 
marketing. And what about you, Maria? So I was born and raised in Russia. At the age of 15, I moved abroad to England. I spent around six years pursuing my studies there. And after that, I moved to U.S. to complete my studies, my master's degree in business and marketing. I always had passion to become an entrepreneur, to create something on my own. But I always wanted to create something that will help people, not only make money. When I get older and in U.S., I met and amazing people. And I went to some great conferences. And I actually, my friend invited me to go to this peaceful protest of Greta Thunberg. I started to learn more about climate change, an actual issue in the world. Tell the audience a little bit about what Greenmo is. Greenmo primarily is a green digital marketing agency. We do all the standard digital marketing that every other marketing company does. But what really sets us apart is that we primarily work with green companies We also try to go beyond that digital marketing agency or our aspect. We try to focus on helping companies become more sustainable, more knowledgeable about the environment and the impact that they can have. And we also try to help them implement new systems into their businesses so we can create energy strategy procurement. We can do waste and inventory management for them and then try how we can use those ideas and create new business strategy development. And then we could use the digital market as a way to implement those ideas into their business as well and to promote them, right? Because now everyone knows that a business that's more sustainable can make more money. It's just, it's a bigger investment for them, but it's also a bigger revenue for them in the future because they're paying it back to the community and the community pays it back to them. It's amazing when a business realizes what they can do for the world and how the world really pays them back. What are the size of some of these companies that you're working with? Are they primarily small businesses? Currently, they are small businesses. They range between five to, I think, 20 employees. The companies, they're fairly small. Uh, We are looking to scale and hopefully take this to a corporate level eventually and really educate the corporates about the big changes that they can do because they're the ones with the big budget and the big power to really make the change. So we're hoping to, hopefully in 2021, we can get our first corporate client and educate them and help them more. I think with small businesses, everybody can make an impact because the big guys, they, I don't know if you want to call it greenwashing, but I think a lot of them do it because it's like a marketing thing that they want to make it look like they're doing so much for the environment. But meanwhile, they're serving hamburgers and they are contributing to deforestation in the Amazon and all of this. But I think small businesses really can have an amazing impact. That's interesting what you just brought up about the greenwashing. We were just literally released a blog about that on our website. And it has some great examples that you just provided. It's like McDonald's who use, who change their plastic straws to paper straws. But the interesting fact about the straws, they're not recyclable as well. So now, instead of killing the ocean, they're just killing the forest. Exactly. I, back when we could go on vacation to places, I was at a resort in Mexico and they had this whole, I guess you'd call it like initiative at the hotel that was no straws, which I thought, OK, that's really great. And they had images of turtles with straws in their nose. And it's OK. Yeah, straws are bad. But meanwhile, everything was served in plastic cups everywhere at the resort. So it kind of seems like it defeated the purpose. And I understand you need to use plastic around a swimming pool because you don't want people to get cut on glass, but at least make the cups reusable. Now, I know that you guys are actually involved in something that has to do with reusable cups. Can you explain about that? We don't have a direct correlation with the plastic cups, but we do partner with the company whose main focus is plastic reusable cups to be exact. 
they are made of uh, polypipeline. They can be clean and sanitized so they can be reused again. Their company is actually called Cup Zero. We are working on helping them bring this to campuses and coffee shops around the city of Manhattan. And it is a project that's still on the way. But primarily, the whole idea behind that is to revolutionize the whole idea of single cup usage. There's no point of using single plastic. Like the, the journey to just make a single plastic cup, it's, I don't know, sometimes between a month to three months just to get to you and just to use it for five seconds and then you throw it away. And this is why we partnered with green companies so because they have these amazing ideas and sometimes they just don't have the connections so they just don't know how to market it properly. Which comes back around to a question that I like to ask people is what is green marketing? How is that really different from just standard marketing? The short answer to that is that green marketing really is just the process of promoting products or services based on their environmental benefits. And contrary to greenwashing, like you said, we're not just saying, hey, use paper straws versus plastic. The solution really is no no straws at all in, in that example. But we want to be able to go beyond just the green market. Like I mentioned earlier, we want to help businesses incorporate the systems into them so they can also be educated. Hey there, this is Heather. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. And if you are, if you wouldn't mind, please hit the subscribe button now. That way you'll never miss an episode. All right, now back to the podcast. What are some things that small businesses can do today to implement some green practices? Do you have some basic ideas that they could implement in their business? From at least organizing the recycling property, because we realize that's actually one of the biggest problems that we have, at least here in New York City. Uh, a lot of the items just end up in the trash because they're not educated of what goes where. And even though sometimes we have those colors that says if it's blue, green, or yellow, and they say cardboard, metal, or plastic, they all end up somehow in the same bin because there's so many different items. I think just being educated on the right way to simply recycle, that could be the first step, educating yourself, and then taking the steps to really educate also the employees. Because the one thing is you knowing, and then if your employees don't know what goes where, then what's the point really? Education is something that we always focus on as well. Educating yourself, learning how to recycle properly. I would also add to that when it comes to the companies, it's to reward employees when they do something sustainable. So in the office, promote the culture of sustainability instead of you using single cups at work, promote for them to bring their own reusable cups, put posters, do events, cater some food without plastics, install washing machine. For example, some companies, when they have the water machine there, they use this, like even they might use paper cups. You can consider it more green, but again, it's the better solution is to use glass cups, right? So it will cost you in the short term more to purchase those or install a washing machine into the business because it costs money to do that. But in the long term, your cost will reduce. Try to maybe talk maybe with us, Greenmore or other companies that who specialize in that, what can be done. Because an interesting fact that many green solutions, they actually reduce your cost rather than higher it up in the long term. I've worked in offices before and people go out to lunch, they go get take out and then it's in these horrible plastic containers. But I know that they have reusables that you can use for takeout. Is that something that you also try to promote? There's actually a small startup here in New York City that focuses on that, that you order takeout. And then from the next time that you order takeout from the same place, someone else comes and picks up the previous takeout containers, reusable and sanitized to be able to be reused again. So I know that's an idea that's also emerging. And we are working to partner with companies like this to try to promote that 
but we're not promoting that primarily yet. That's the key. That is the key word yet. But anytime we can recommend someone just to bring lunch from home, it's like the easiest thing we could do. I follow you on social media. You're oftentimes posting things that are different tips that people can do, horrible statistics. Can you just tell a little bit about some of the things that you've been educating people on social media about? Sure. It first comes to our core values of the company, which is educate, discover and modernize. And we wanted to take a different approach when it comes to our social media, because we know that social media, it could be bad or good, but we wanted to bring good. We want to bring awareness because we like when this company started, we felt that there is not enough awareness. So we are using our social media to share with people these small tips of how they can change th- their habits. That instead of using a single-use COVID mask, there is alternatives. You can have one mask, wash it. And the facts about the climate change as well, which is true. We, we have this content line called Busting Myths, where we talk about what people believe usually, but it's not true. We're also learning. Every time we post, we share the content we're learning as well. What are some of these myths that you're busting? In the 1970s, scientists warned about a coming ice age, but they were wrong. While a handful of scientists in the 70s did predict cooling climate, climate science was still in its infancy. Most recently, it has been revealed that researchers indicate cooling was a very much in the scientific minority. Climate science has matured a lot since then. Tens of thousands of peers reviewed scientific papers. They said that it's really humans who is just responsible for the heating of the climate. It was a myth that there was going to be another ice age. It's just really our fault. The content link that we have, it's just education, like Maria just mentioned. We try to keep people on what are, for example, biogenic emissions. We try to use social media also as a way to promote our business to some extent, like every other business, but we do try to use it primarily for educating people. For clients that want to work with you, are you looking at, do they have sustainable practices currently or are some of these people coming to you to learn a little bit more and become more sustainable? They don't have to be sustainable at the moment. We do prefer to work with green companies, of course, but I think what really matters to us if the business wants to change, they want to learn more about how they can become more sustainable. By all means, contact us and we can guide them to the process of how they can become more green business, how they can reduce their impact on the environment and, of course, give back more to the community. How did you both get involved with this whole sustainability and green practices? It's actually a story I like to tell. It was January 21st of 2020. And a good friend of mine, his name is Peter Goldmark. He invited me to this panel where it was to talk about the environmental solutions between two generations, millennials and boomers. My friend Peter Goldmark is just turned 80. He was among that generation as well as in the panel. Peter Goldmark, he was the president for Rockefeller Foundation for 10 years. And after that, he did some other work with the MTA and then he went to become a environmentalist. And on this panel, we spoke about, again, the different problems how we can both come up with solutions. Then after that, he invited me to a private dinner. What I didn't know was that dinner, David Rockefeller Jr. was going to be there, his wife, among other seven, six scientists, all focused on environmental research, environmental solutions, and overall scientists. And then I was just there. I was the only person in sales and with a degree in music and film. As they were all talking about sustainability, what's already happening, this is happening here, this is happening there. Just I raised my hand in the middle of the conversation. I'm like, hey, guys, listen, I'm like the average Joe here. I didn't know any of these solutions existed. Why is that? And as I left that dinner that night, I started thinking, I think just that the problem is that people are just not aware of it. And I think that we have social media, we have all of these tactics. And I think it's just the solutions are just being drowned by all this other 
media that's really focusing on problems rather than solutions, or they're focusing on most recently elections to hide everything else that's happening and constantly in the world. And knew Marie already for about a year or two. We work in the same company and she was doing marketing at the company. As she mentioned earlier, she always wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I came up to her to the idea because she is really the, the brains when it comes to all of this. She knows how to set up the business plan. She knows how to draw everything out. So I was like, hey, listen, I think you, you love marketing and I'm diving into that right now. I think we could really try to come up with something. It was a journey of a good three, four months. I still stay in contact with people from that dinner from then. One of them is actually Ima Perez. She is a postdoctoral scientist at the Rockefeller University. And so we check with her pretty often our, our facts about what's happening. She is a zero waste nut. He has lived like zero waste and she has two kids. And I'm like, how do you do it? We do check a lot of facts with scientists that are in this field. We're not scientists. We didn't go to school for our mental silences, but we know people who do. And we trust like, their, their opinions because this is what they've been doing for the past 10, 15, almost 20 years. They're technically like our advisors when it comes to all of these initiatives. Zero waste, that seems almost impossible. I wonder how close to zero you need to be to be considered zero waste. She had her garbage in a mason jar for the past two, three years. It wasn't like, it was just like a few, I guess, she had to show me like two, three plastic wraps that sometimes come around some things that she can't avoid. So they had it in there. She had it in a mason jar. But she did tell me this journey of zero waste took her 10 years. It wasn't an easy journey. I myself was starting to win things like that. I started buying my, my dental floss comes in a little glass jar and I just buy the little, the actual floss. It comes in a biodegradable box. So I recycled that properly. And then I just change it and I put it in the glass jar and I reuse it. I don't really have paper towels anymore. I use reusable washcloths. I have a little roll of just washcloths and I just use them. And then when they need to be washed, well, they wash them and then reuse them. It's small things like that. When you start being conscious about how many things have plastic or how many things you can really save on, when you become conscious on all of these things, you start seeing the solutions. So you start seeing, I can actually cut back on this. Companies that want to be more green and they want to let their customers know, what are some tactics that they can do to inform the public that they are going green? One of the first steps they could do, it's always taking advantage of the social media. That's like the easiest thing they could do for themselves. When it comes to the want to bring a green initiative to the market, and again, we are not talking about greenwashing. We're actually talking about something that they want to change. They go on social media, they go on their already existing clients, but they talk about the initiative. They attract more people to engage with them. They can even ask them questions. What do you think? How can we improve our product to go greener? It's not only about them, it's about their community because usually their clients know the best because they purchased their services or product. They also could hire an advisor. They also could create a new product or a service. They could try it out, do A-B test. Does it work or not? But most likely it will help the company if they want to move greener because as we know from statistics five out of ten u.s buyers are most likely to purchase a sustainable product if they know it is and we again not talking about just labeling it eco-friendly as some companies do it's more about being actually to their world and actually doing the right thing hey this is heather zeitzwolf if you are an entrepreneur who is serious about wanting to make a positive impact on the planet, then I have a program for you. It's called the People Planet Profit Roadmap. It's a three-month intensive program for entrepreneurs who want to be more focused on their triple bottom line. The program will guide you to make your business more sustainable and will develop an action plan to empower you as a conscious leader. 
If you are interested in this program, go down to the show notes and you'll find a link to set up a discovery call with me, Heather. All right, now back to the show. What are some companies that you feel are doing the right thing? You mentioned that dental floss. That's pretty cool. I've not seen that. Is that available? Where do you even find that dental floss? You'd be surprised if you actually look for environmental solutions on Amazon. But of course, you don't want to buy it through Amazon because they have a lot of packaging. There is actually an option called, uh, I think, Package Free Shop. There's one at least here in New York City, my package free shop. When they ship things, it is biodegradable. Everything's packed in as neatly and as less plastic as possible. I think that the tape that they even use, it's like made out of paper. So everything that comes in the package that it's needed, it's recyclable. And it's as packaged less as possible as well. If I may add about your teeth hygiene, one of the also great solutions that I found, I was based in New York before, and I was looking, how can I reduce my waste? How can I start with small things? And I realized, well, I think one of the greatest waste, it's toothpaste toothpaste and the package because you know how the toothpaste ridiculously comes like a plastic package and after that another package over it cardboard package it's insane i think that's like the first thing that a person can change and it's easy and i found this company called bite toothpaste so basically what they do they have a glass with a small bites of toothpaste bamboo brush with it and that's how you clean it you have a glass and after that you refill it so they, they bring it back to you. And a glass, you can, what I do is like vitamins. When I use vitamins, I recycle it for another purposes. If I make a home homemade jam, I will use for that or like a, a jar. So it's, it's so much better because it's from glass. You can literally reuse it at home as many times as you want. There are many companies. There are dehydrants that these plastic bags. Now there are companies in New York and U.S. alone who actually do a delivery at home. These are recycled packaging. And you just put it and it's biodegraded and the washing disappears. Detergent. For people that want to learn more about you guys, where do they go to learn more about GreenMo? They can definitely follow our social media if they want to be more educated like on what we do when it comes to environmental things and basic education, myth bustings, right? Our Instagram handle is greenmo.space and our website is www.greenmo.space. That's S-P-A-C-E, not .com. We want to be different. Stand out. Tell us about the space. We want to build a community and a network of people who want to have the same goal and help each other. You also can go to our website. We have a blog that we release once in two weeks. We try to talk about some either issues or like case studies, recommend like beauty makeup brands that are eco-friendly or to talk more about the companies who is doing a great job or not a really great job. So we're trying to learn along the way as well as educate people and discover more interesting stories. What are some of the companies that you think that are doing a great job right now? Avocado, the, the mattress firm. They have a whole mattress that's biodegradable and they create all natural like cotton or organic and like the packaging is also organic. Before we wrap up, did you have anything else that you wanted to add? Your company or your services or anything like that? When you work with Greenmo, we donate up to 7% of our monthly retainers that we work, when we work with clients. For each client, we donate to sustainable charities. And they range from the National Resources Defense Council to the Environmental Defense Fund to even like the Center of International Environmental Law. We currently work with five or six different charities. And we're always asking people, hey, if you have a preferred uh, green charity that you want us to donate to instead of the ones that we have, please let us know. We'll be more happy to make a donation to them. We want them to feel as well that even if they're taking their time making the changes, our clients, that we are making donations on their behalf. 
for just at least choosing us as a business. So not only you're trying, you're getting a great service from us, you can feel good that we're donating on your behalf. And the interesting thing, it's like a chain. You do good and people start to do better. I think two or three of our clients actually left our practices and started to do it on their own with their client. It's like you bring good and it's like a chain effect just continues. We are really happy people in the world are getting kinder and warmer, even in the time of such time of COVID. We're still there to help the world a little bit, each, each by each. What I would like to bring to the audience is that small changes matter. Instead of on Monday eating a steak, you will eat tofu or some kind of small thing. It's all about changing your habits bit by bit. I think that's a little misconception a lot of people think that in order to become green or vegetarian or anything that has to do with the big change that it has to be cold turkey, right? No, it's just a matter of maybe setting a system that's going to be small systems. Like Maria just said, instead of having Monday steak, you can just have a meatless Monday and you can eat steak maybe not every other day of the week, but just reduce that and the consumption of it. I think it's just because we have that availability to have so much meat, for example, is that we eat it. But it's not the only thing that there is to eat and to also get the nutrients. We have so many other other alternatives, some really good alternatives, but that's good for the environment and for our bodies. We don't need to have meat 24-7. Exactly. I'm vegan, so I would definitely say I encourage meatless Mondays for sure. And I know that some people, they can't, it's just, I can never go vegan. If they can at least go vegan one day a week, one meal a week, anything like that to help the environment would be great. Let's just back up for a second to your services. If people want to work with you, what are the services that you provide? Besides doing branding, email marketing, everything that has to do with the digital marketing agency, social media management, content writing, digital advertising, etc. We do have energy strategy, procurement, waste management, inventory, business development strategy, and digital marketing implementation. That's technically our top four. And is there a particular niche that you like to work with? No, I think like we mentioned before, if they're interested in changing and becoming more green conscious on how they can change the business, that's really key to us. But we are focusing primarily to work with green businesses now, but they don't have to be 100%. If they want to change, we can help them. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. It's been a delight to have you guys on. Heather, the pleasure was all ours. You're such a sweetheart and we're happy to be here. Thank you. Thanks for joining from Spain too. That's so cool. Thank you for inviting us. I think it was a great time spent all of us here together. We really enjoyed the conversation. Cool. Thank you so much. Hey, this is Heather. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you found value in the show, I'd really appreciate it if you gave me a rating on iTunes or just simply tell a friend about it. And if you're interested in learning more about my profit advising and coaching, please set up a discovery call by using the link in the show notes. All right. Thanks so much and see you next time.